Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Kroger, fresh for everyone. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adam. If you're watching on video, you see me kind of dressed a little differently than normal. I got the button-down shirt on. I almost look like a politician. I realize that word's a bad word to a lot of you, and I understand that. But when you're dressed this way, you sort of feel like a politician here a little bit. So we're going to kind of do a thing like a politician might do, although we're not going to be political. We are going to give a little bit of a State of the Union here for a moment. And this is kind of a special Friday for us because I sort of looked at the calendar on this and realized, okay, if we're going to spend some time going deep on some of this kind of stuff the way that that we want to do, if we don't do this now, we're not going to get a chance to do this later on, that we're about to be knee deep in preparation for Georgia, Oregon. Georgia continues some of that on Saturday, the second scrimmage. And obviously we'll talk some about that today there too. But this is kind of our chance to get an assessment of a lot of questions that a lot of you have been asking me privately and a lot of conversations I've been a part of in our comment sections and our you know online social media chats, things like that. It's just kind of out there right now. And I thought, boy, what a great day today. Kind of one final shot to do this before we're kind of into the season, uh, heading towards the Oregon Ducks the next couple of weeks. Let's just give a chance for folks to ask the recruiting question they want to have asked. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do whether you're watching on YouTube or at dognation.com. We'll read some from Facebook there as well. If you've got a recruiting question related to George, I want you to ask this in the chat. We don't typically get this interactive this early in the show because, frankly, I'm a blowhard that loves speaking to a microphone, so (laughs) I don't see the floor too early in the show, typically speaking. But we're going to do that just a little bit differently today because I do know that there were a lot of questions. And, you know, yesterday we saw Xavier McLeod uh, make a commitment to South Carolina, something that had been kind of erupting over the course of the last 24, 48 hours. It in and of itself is not a catastrophe necessarily, but it does feel like a little bit of a continuation of a trend here as of late where it seems like a lot of guys sort of late the last moment have made a decision to to move away from Georgia, whether it's McLeod or Ricky Gibson or, you know, you want to go back to even guys like Sadir Mitchell maybe earlier where, you know, you sort of felt like you might be in a good place. And then lo and behold, uh, it ended up kind of not being that way. So if you've got a question related to UGA recruiting, what's going on with the dogs? Is UGA still sort of heading for an elite recruiting class or just simply what's next? I want to give you a chance to do that with Jeff Sintel early in the show, earlier than normal. And speaking of that, we're going to bring on Jeff right now. We're going to sort of dispense with the fanfare and things like that. We're just going to have kind of a fun conversation. Jeff worked hard last night doing a couple of games there on Peachtree TV and CBS46.com. So he's kind enough to join us here a little earlier than usual. Jeff, I appreciate your time. I loved watching you on TV with our buddy Matt Stewart last night. And I'm also just a little bit jealous of you because... (laughs) You got to see two far better games in your doubleheader last night than I had the night before there at Johns Creek High School. Now, I loved the four teams I got a chance to see play, and there were some terrific players on hand. But in terms of the the closeness of the games and the the, the sort of down-to-the-wire nature of them, you clearly got the better end of that uh, deal last night. So I enjoyed watching you on TV, and I'm happy to be talking to you right now. Hey, man. Uh, happy Friday. I, I appreciate that. I mean, Brandon, the best part was it was just back and forth. You saw both teams weathering storms you saw both teams just kind of fighting back and i tell you what that north atlanta north Forsyth game if every if i can watch seven more if we can call more see more seven or eight more football games uh like that in the next two months i'm gonna be happy with the start to the football season because that was thrilling 
No, I think you're exactly right about that. It, it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the triple header I have today. And then you and I get a chance to work together on Saturday, something that I think we did one time last year uh, at Warner Robins, which was really cool. But uh, we're going to see the Norcross-Brookwood game on Saturday. And listen, the four games in, the, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium are all going to be outstanding. And I'm looking forward to being a fan and tuning in to watch the two nightcaps after I'm done, of course. But a chance to see the Alabama quarterback commit Dylan Lonegren against an entire collection of playmakers that exist currently at Norcross, obviously. When we think about Lawson Lucky, the UGA tight end commit in particular. Man, there's a lot of star power in that game that you and I get a chance to broadcast tomorrow afternoon, too. I'll tell you what, Brandon, I'm going to bloviate a little bit. I don't know how you influenced the judges. I didn't know if you curried some favors or called in some bets with the Corky Kell uh, game assignment crew, but I think we got the best game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday. Not only are we going to get to see a dog play and lost and lucky and we get to share his great story, but I think we've got the best one. I mean, you look at the, you know, Brookwood and Dylan Lonergan, you know, one of the things we'll do on the broadcast, Brandon, is I know people want to know is like they're going to see Dylan make play after play and they're going to be like, hold on, this young man's from the state of Georgia and he's going to Alabama? What in the world's going on with that? We'll, we'll, we'll break down how that happened and why that happened and, you know, why – Georgia fans probably shouldn't be that much in anguish about it. I think it's just the way this program goes about setting its board now and what it wants to see from its players. And they're not going to, they're going to look for a certain type of player, and that's what it is. And Lonergan is so special. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to tell you a real funny thing. We were sitting there, practice was warming up, and they were getting ready, and they were just doing some long toss, and they jumped right into competition at Brookwood where they go one on one. But you know, when that bugle horn sounded, everybody goes, all right, let's go, first O, first D. Lonergan's sitting there throwing balls, and he threw a ball, Brandon, 45, 55 yards on the line into a trash can right at midfield. And I was like, dad, go, and that's a great way to start a practice. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, Jeff, here is kind of the reason why we wanted to bring you on a little earlier and why we want to open this up to questions here for a few minutes because and I think you're probably experiencing some of the same stuff in your travels as I am, whether it be in kind of an official capacity at Dog Nation or just sort of people standing around and talking. There are some questions right now being asked about Georgia recruiting. And as I told our video audience before we started the regular show today, this is something in between the kind of laughable meme of the last few years of, what's wrong with UGA recruiting that seems to happen in the summer and that sort of feels overly kind of hyperbolic or sensationalized and maybe not all that well-connected facts that the truth is there has rarely ever been anything wrong with Georgia recruiting under Kirby Smart that the concerns of summer typically give way to great success as you get closer to signing day but on the other end of that spectrum is the sort of pat people on the head and say oh everything's just fine don't you wear your pretty little face over all of this uh Georgia's got no issues related to recruiting whatsoever Jeff, as objectively as I'm capable of being, when I look at the situation with Georgia right now, I sort of see something in between all of that. Georgia's still got an amazing collection of commits for this class of 2023, and the odds are there'll be more big names than announced before it's all said and done. We'll talk about some of those here in a moment. But there's no doubt there have been some oddities to the cycle. Georgia missed on its top quarterback uh, target, really its only quarterback target. It missed on its top running back target. It's not obvious what happens after you know that took takes place the wide receiver situation is still a little bit of a mystery you've also had a lot of decisions here lately including you know a guy like maybe Xavier McLeod last night where you know in the last little bit of lead up time heading into all this all of a sudden what seemed like a a, a, a real chance for Georgia maybe a guy that Georgia was showing some real interest in all of a sudden the last moment that just kind of changed and it seems like not just for Georgia across the board in 2023 there are a lot of these sort of down to the wire situations that change wildly 
uh, you know, at the very last minute. I'd also add some of the, you know, kind of recent Florida recruiting momentum for three, uh, I should say three four-star defensive linemen over the course of the last you know, previous weekend committing to the Gators. So let me ask you kind of an overarching question here, and we'll let folks kind of get their questions in after that. What do you see as the current state of Georgia's recruiting, given all the, the, the facts I just sort of entered into evidence a moment ago? Yeah, I think I'm not, I'm not. I'm trying not to sound like Jedi Master Yoda by this, Brandon. But I think it's not the, the question that's on people's minds. Is it's not what's wrong with Georgia recruiting? Is why isn't Georgia recruiting getting even better? Why isn't Georgia recruiting getting righter than it has in the past? And first of all, that's very hard to do. Uh, I think it's a lot of things. I think uh, real simple way to say that is. Brennan, the people who were expecting the national championship to kind of spread like everybody's going to go to Georgia. They showed they could win the national championship. They beat Alabama. They knocked off Big Brother, and now it's 90 miles an hour in the express lane. And, Brennan, it's just not the way it works. Georgia went into Alabama and beat players when they were national champions. Uh, they went into the Carolinas and beat Clemson for players when they were national champions. Here's what's happening. Georgia is having another all-time defensive recruiting class. Nine out of the top 12 uh, commitments in the class are among the top 175 players in the country. Uh, Those guys are all on defense. Uh, They have nine guys defensively recruited among the nation's top 180 players. They have four of the top 50 now, Brandon, all defensive players. Well, what's happening is exactly what all that good juju from 2021 was supposed to do. The dominant defense, the first-round draft picks, five of them in the first round. Seven out of Georgia's ten highest-rated NFL picks were all on the defensive side. Well, seven out of Georgia's top ten highest-rated recruits, those are all on the defensive side. I think it gets polarizing when you have the loss to Manning, the loss of Manning, you have the loss of Justice Haynes, and you have the loss of Caleb Downs. Those things take some of the big, sharp teeth the dogs were thinking for this class out of the class. And then people start wondering, hey, hold on, what's up? What's, up? what's, up? what's going on up here? I'm going to say that what's happening right now and what all that good stuff that happened last year with the national championship and last year's team, everything is happening as one would logically expect it to. Like, one can't sit there and go, well, yeah, what all these players saw last year all the receivers want to come play for Georgia now, right? All the running backs want to come play for Georgia. All the quarterbacks want to play for Georgia. Well, that's kind of a big far-fetched leap for people to go to that extent. I think if people want to start worrying and wondering, I think they'll know a great deal by October 1st. Because if Georgia does not end up with the wide receivers it needs in this class by October 1st, I think Hakeem Williams will make his decision. I think I don't think that will be terra firma. I think it will still go into – uh, the early signing period, I think Tyler Williams will make a decision that will be final. Uh, at that point, you know, the offensive class, we've said it for the longest time, Brandon, especially on Before the Hedges every Wednesday night. The offensive players have to be in, the, in this class because the defensive players were there in 2022 and they're certainly there in 2023. Uh, it's just that Georgia is not winning every battle. And I, I'm not even going to really spend a lot of time on McLeod. That McLeod was the guy that was never really one of Georgia's four or five top guys they wanted for the defensive line. He's still not. That was a piece they could add late. Uh, but in, in the end, McLeod went where his heart was back in April and May because that's the team, South Carolina, that really had to have him. And Georgia really, I don't think, ever really made him feel like they had to have him. 
uh, until maybe maybe the last you know two three weeks or so. Right, we're going to take a lot of questions here, and Jeff, let's try to keep these rapid fire. I want to try to see if we can get as many questions and answers as we can in. So before that, let me remind you: this is Dog Nation Daily, presented by Kroger. Big thanks to our friends at Kroger for being a big part of what we're doing here, and a great Kroger Chef Junior event coming up really soon that I want you to be aware of. It is uh, on the way here towards the end of this month. I'm talking about August 27th at select Kroger locations. You can make a fruit pizza, which is a great thing to make with your kids, getting them eating something healthy and being a part of the preparation of that that's really what kroger chef jr is all about so for seven dollars per child you're going to get a 30 minute class and your child's going to receive an apron and patch a chef hat a recipe card and box and a pizza cutter so if you go to the website krogerchefjr.com that's the word junior spelled out j-u-n-i-o-r krogerchefjr.com and you can be a part of that coming up august 27th at a select kroger location uh, near you krogerchefjr.com for more on that all right jeff first question here for you jeremy little says is the lack of thousand yard receivers at uga holding this program back from a receiving standpoint what's your answer to that i don't think so i think it's kind of one of the more overblown uh, stats on the recruiting trail you look at a lot of programs, a lot of programs that guys have first-round receivers, they don't have 1,000-yard seasons as well. I know Ohio State has stacked up so many receivers, it's hard for a lot of their draft picks. Same thing for Alabama to get 1,000 yards. I think it's a program milestone. I think it's a change that has to come. But I don't know of any recruits that are like, yeah, Georgia doesn't have 1,000-yard receivers, so I'm going to – take off the fit that was the best fit there. Well, now, hold on. Now, you've had guys, though, in this cycle alone kind of point out that – they were concerned about some of those stats haven't you i mean it is the one place well, they, where georgia doesn't recruit at the same level that it does everywhere else the the stats have to have something to do with that don't they i think it's more production and use rather than uh, stats whatsoever i mean like for instance if georgia has three or four receivers around 800 900 yards that's what recruits want to see they don't really need to see a magical thousand yard barrier I do get the point there, Brandon, where they need the leading receivers to have more than 400, 500 yards and more like 800, 900. I think the big thing is with Stetson Bennett and this passing attack is they got to get over 3,000 yards uh, however they get there because, I mean, heck, and there's really a, a model for the 2022 season where Stetson Bennett throws for 3,600 yards, but maybe 1,500, 1,600 of those yards come to the tight end at least, maybe even 2,000, 2,200. So, um, I don't know if the thousand yard barrier is something that Georgia's used that's used against Georgia in recruiting, obviously, but I don't know per se that uh, they just want to see more production and good production from the receivers. Like 800 yards in the 15 touchdown season would be a marvelous year for A.D. Mitchell, and I think I don't, I don't think any recruits would be worried about that thousand yard mark anymore. We're welcoming Jeff Sintel here a little earlier than normal here on Dog Nation Daily. We're also going to transition into Around the Doghouse, presented today by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. We love Berkshire Hathaway on our program. We'll tell you more about what they can do for you here coming up in a moment. But for now, we want to keep the comments and the questions going here. Rick Martin asked on Facebook, uh, if NIL is currently hurting Georgia recruiting, it's the hottest topic related to recruiting. It seems to be a factor, whether it's, I'm talking about across the board, whether it's you know explicitly stated exactly how or not. How much is the, the current NIL landscape impacting Georgia, either for the positive or the negative, Jeff, as Rick, Rick asks here? Yeah, good question, Rick. I think somebody can take some solace and take some uh, feel, feel faith rewarded here. Georgia's basically doing things the same way Alabama does things in terms of this. They don't use uh, NIL as an inducement or as enticement. Uh, NIL comes to players when they're established as the guy at their position or on the football team. 
Uh, that's just the way that uh, Georgia tries to go operating in this brand-new NIL landscape. Same thing with Saban in Alabama. They want to let the players know that we want you to come here because you like it here, because you can you win here, you can develop here, and you want to play here. And it's not because of anything else. Because once once you get to somewhere else and you know, you've got the money but you don't like anything else about it, it creates a lot of issues, namely team chemistry, locker room issues. Like players coming in should not have better NIL deals than the players that are there making the plays and winning the games on Saturdays. I think that's the way uh, Georgia and Alabama – other schools are trying to survive long-term uh, in this NIL area. Uh, Brian, NIL area. at dognation.com, Brian Whitehead says that we knew that Coach Pittman liked the big bruiser offensive lineman, and it seemed like Matt, Matt Luke went after a slightly smaller lineman with better mobility. He says, we don't know yet what Stacey Searle's identity there is. What kind of lineman is Searle's recruiting, and why do we not see lineman breaking uh, down doors to be a part of the uh, Georgia program? So how about that across the board, Jeff, the state of the current offensive line recruiting situation? Yeah, it's two names. Uh, hold on to both Hughley and also bring in Monroe Freeling out of South Carolina in the Charleston area. I think uh, Stacey Searles is more of an old-school road grader type. I think you'll see that on the field with him getting bigger tackles in there. Uh, Georgia's going to be able to get a little, a little bit more push in between the tackles, A-gap, B-gap. I think they'll run the ball a lot better. I think they'll run the ball better than Georgia has in maybe three or four seasons this fall because they got about four or five really good guard options that I think will lend themselves to that. They're bigger than what Georgia had before. And I think, you know, for Coach Searles, probably the specialty is, is to get a lot of push and run the ball. And when remember, remember how frustrating it got to be, Brandon, all those third ones and all those fourth and ones and Georgia wasn't capitalizing? I think he is an antidote to a lot of those worries. All right, we got more questions for Jeff Sintel. Let me also remind you, we're around the doghouse, presented by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And you know what Berkshire Hathaway is all about. It's a full-service brokerage. That provides you great service, whether you're buying or selling, you want to work on an investment property, they've got integrity. You know, these are people that are working hard to make a satisfactory outcome for you when it comes to your home buying and selling needs. And they've been doing that across the state of Georgia for a long time. This is a organization with unparalleled resources and unparalleled commitment to giving you exactly what you want and exactly what you need, whether you're moving to a new home or you're looking to as i said before at an investment property or maybe it's time to kind of you know leave the place you've been for a while and you're ready for a new chapter when it comes to buying when it comes to selling when it comes to being part of the real estate process our friends there at berkshire hathaway home services know how to get you exactly where you need to be and where you want to go next so that's what they're all about here they got 29 offices across our state over 1500 associates working hard for you each and every day the best time for new beginnings for you is right now so whatever your new beginning is when it comes to a real estate need our friends at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services are right there for you. So please make sure you check them out online at bhhsgeorgia.com. That's Georgia all spelled out, bhhsgeorgia.com. And it's great to have Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and all their great real estate agents working with us here today around the doghouse here on Dog Nation Daily. And, Jeff, speaking of homes and new homes, maybe a new home for the Georgia-Florida game is something that's been talked about here a little bit. DT asking at dognation.com about what the reality is about how much that game, having not been home and home in the past and kirby smart pushing for that to be the case now at dognation.com dt wants to know what the real impact on recruiting really is when it comes to the cocktail party uh brandon remember that quote you always uh used to start circulate from montgomery burns from the simpsons just when i want it all i just want to have it all i'd like a little bit more i think it's really just exclusivity georgia wants to have recruits in their house uh as opposed to lsu or florida or alabama uh, anywhere else, Clemson, they, they want to have another marquee game, another lure game to bring everything in. 
I think really a point that people don't bring up a lot is uh, Florida in a home-and-home situation would really make the Georgia season ticket schedule or the home schedule look very princely uh, in some seasons, especially in some meager uh, years where Georgia doesn't have that home-and-home. They don't really get into that home-and-home business anymore. They prefer the neutral side game. Uh, I think that's probably the the biggest thing there. I I personally, I've been covering Georgia recruiting uh, with great passion and fervor for the last six or seven years. I can't think of a single recruit that uh, wanted to get to Georgia, but they didn't have a good enough game to get there. I think last year is a perfect counter-argument to people wondering about how hard it is for Georgia to get uh, recruits in. Somehow, if you looked at that schedule this time a year ago, nobody figured that Kentucky and Arkansas would be such big national top 20, top 15 type games, and yet they were. They created great atmosphere, great excitement. Uh, really, the, the, the deal now and the hook now, I hope people realize this about this program they care so passionately about, it's not who Georgia is playing in Sanford Stadium anymore that should draw people in. It's watching the national champions, watching a golden era of Georgia football, Georgia football is the draw right now for a lot of people, and it's not who they're playing on any given Saturday. All right, we're going to try to get a couple more questions in here as we transition on the road, assisted by AAA with Jeff Santel. This is actually what we do each and every Friday, typically, and we'll have the the fanfare music and things like that. We are starting with Jeff a little bit earlier today. For those of you watching live, we're actually ending the show a little early today there as well for the fact that I'm doing high school football later on this afternoon on Peachtree TV. So this is the only Friday or the only day show that's going to be impacted by the season because normally high school football games take place at night but one of these today is taking place in the afternoon so we're kind of accommodating that but we still wanted to be live and we still wanted to to deal with some of the issues that are out there related to recruiting because this seems like a good Friday to do that as you head towards uh, the start of the season really on the other side of this upcoming weekend we may have a thought for you or two on the scrimmage slated to take place on Saturday here in a moment so on the road assisted by AAA with uh, Jeff Sintel here right now Kevin Lee at uh YouTube Jeff and we'll, like I said we're going to try to squeeze in a few more rapid fire questions here because I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to to get their voice heard so we'll see if we can kind of do this sort of rapid fire style he asked how the upcoming season has a chance to impact the upcoming class are there recruits that are watching to see what Georgia does on the field a year after having won the national championship my best answer to that Brandon is it's going to be impacted by watching how other schools they like fare. Like Georgia's competing with other schools that are promising the world. And depending on how those seasons go, inversely, negatively, not so well for some rivals on the recruiting trail. Everybody's going to know what Georgia's going to do. They're going to go 11-1, 12-0 in the regular season. They're probably going to make the playoffs. It's going to be a great year, a great season. The offense is going to look a lot better, a lot, lot better. But I think more of the rivals uh, seeing teams that are throwing fool's gold or saying, hey, wait and see, this is a different program here, XYZ. I think that needs to bear out for Georgia to receive a real benefit. Randy Hall asked about T.J. Shanahan, the offensive lineman out of Texas. Do you think that Georgia has a real shot with Shanahan right now, Jeff? No, I don't think so. I think uh, Shanahan's chances – he wanted to be a part of something special that Georgia – if Arch was involved and Justice was involved and guys like Caleb Downs were involved and all those pieces that made Georgia even more exciting – I think those are not there. It's going to be really hard for somebody to pull T.J. Shanahan out of like Texas – Texas A&M, that part of the country now. Be a great get. I think if Georgia takes any center uh, in this class, uh, I think it would be T.J. Shanahan, but got to get him back in Athens for Georgia to get a chance to really get back in there, I think. Jamie Huff pointing out that Georgia's had un 
unprecedented levels of success recruiting linebackers to this cycle but maybe the potential downside of that is has that hurt Georgia's chances in 2024 with Sammy Brown the outstanding player out of uh, Jefferson a lot of folks have liked for a long time is Georgia hurt with Brown in 24 because of the trio of great linebackers it has for the class of 2023 see that's the perfect question Brandon because that's that Simpsons mantra right there Montgomery Burns is it I don't know if Montgomery Burns actually asked that question but Brandon, I think it's not going to help, I, and, I, and, it's, and I think Georgia fans have got to be okay with that because, you know, Sammy Brown is a special football player. He's wired to win. He has got everything you want. He checks every box. He's basically Steve Rogers with a mullet in a high school football. I Captain America for your football program on Fridays or Saturdays. But, Brandon, it's not just the three they're getting in 2023. Who could forget Jalen Walker, EJ Lightsey uh, as well? Uh, you know, still hoping and praying that everything works out with C.J. Washington and his future football career as well coming off that spring injury. But it's just what it is, Brandon. It's going to be awfully hard for Alabama to get a running back next cycle or a quarterback next cycle because they got scattered, smothered, and covered with talent at that position. And I think I think this is the message. Georgia fans got to be okay with letting Sammy Brown go out of state. And that's going to be okay because, Brandon, they could not recruit the linebacker position any better than what they have in this cycle uh really interesting to hear uh brian jones asked about hakeem williams this is on facebook how realistic do you think george's chances are with hakeem williams right now uh i don't know if i don't know if we're going to say full gusto on that one i think georgia is in it and i know how people like to say we don't like to hear about silver medal and bronze medal stories but this is really a situation where i think hakeem williams is going to look at seeing how well texas a&m does going to look and see what Georgia looks like this year. He's going to make a decision, and then hopefully he's going to remain confident in that decision for the rest of his, rest of his recruiting process. I think NIL will be involved there with Hakeem Williams. And like I said, that Georgia is really not just a program. It's not a program that's really going to play that NIL game, especially the NIL long game with a recruit, just to see like the price go up or the bidding go up. For even a talented player like Hakeem Williams, that's now the number two receiver in the country. All right, DeMarco Thomas got a great question on YouTube, one of the most important about a couple of players that I think stand as a pretty paramount decisions here coming up. Let me remind folks, we are on the road. It's just to buy AAA with Jeff Sintel. We do this each and every Friday here on Dog Nation Daily, and we certainly appreciate everything that AAA does for us. A lot of you know my wife was involved in an auto accident the other day, which is you know a sad thing. She's fine. Uh, but we were very thankful to have AAA because we had to get the car towed out of there. We couldn't drive it. And that's what AAA has been doing for folks for a long time. But they're also a name to know for uh, insurance there as well, specifically home insurance in this particular case. And one of the benefits to getting your home insurance through AAA is what's called the claim-free reward. You can earn cash back for every policy year that you remain claim-free. That's a great incentive. It's one of the reasons why you need to acquaint yourself with what AAA is doing when it comes to insurance and home insurance in particular. So go to AAA.com slash home insurance for more details on that. That's AAA.com slash home insurance. You can also give them a call 833-718-2075. That's 833-718-2075. And take advantage of the great offers coming your way when it comes to getting your home insurance through AAA. So Jeff, DeMarco Thomas, and we're going to wrap this up here in a second, but DeMarco Thomas asked about that duo coming out of Alabama. Same top six. It's been said they're going to play together at the college level, and the top six would certainly suggest that as a possibility. How real is it that Georgia could pull James Smith and Quay Russo, two outstanding defensive names, out of the state of Alabama? How real is that right now? I think it's going to be Alabama or Georgia for those two. Uh, I think that's what's eventually going to play out. For me, I mean, Brennan, you can't talk about Quay Russo and James Smith and Georgia's potential 2023 class 
unless you also don't talk about Jordan Big Baby Hall and David Wilson and Samuel Mpemba, because I think those three names are right up there at the top of the board for Georgia um, in what's remaining on the defensive front seven for this class. And if George, you know, you see things trending behind the scenes, Brandon, the key and Keeley decision, decommits from Notre Dame, yeah. now really trending hard to Alabama. Uh, I know how people do not want this, the thought of Alabama adding maybe a playmaker as good on the defensive side of the ball as they are already getting in guys like Justice Haynes or another one like Caleb Downs. But maybe the best thing for Georgia fans is for Keon Keeley to go to Alabama. What does that do? That makes Georgia's chances a lot stronger with Damon Wilson. That's a five-star edge guy uh, out of Venice, Florida. And then also with Jordan Big Baby Hall. So those are two guys that Georgia really likes a whole lot that also play those same positions as James Smith and Quay Russoff. And But the thing is, Alabama's going to have that same problem when they bring in a guy like Key and Keeley. That's going to maybe fill up the coffers, or they're going to wonder, like, hey, how much do I need to go play? Uh, how much do we need another guy like that? Brandon, everybody's going to take them. They're two players that are so special. You're going to take them. But it's like, you know, is one guy this at this spot on the board or is this guy that spot on the board? I think right now at this point, and here's what's going to complicate matters a whole lot, I think James Smith is going to have a fantastic senior season. He didn't play last year due to transferring to IMG and then transferring back. So people don't know what he is right now. And I think what he is is he's going to be as good as anybody at defensive tackle in this class. And people are going to start to have to figure out, you know, can you get them both? Do you want them both? Are you happy with just getting the unattached pair as well? Uh, that's a complicated decision, but it's going to go all the way to early signing day as well. But I think if Georgia could wind up with Wilson and Hall and they miss on Rousseau and Smith, they should be gleefully happy if they can wind up with Impemba, uh, Damon Wilson, and Jordan Big Baby Hall as well. That's maybe the ideal uh, pull for Georgia, but they certainly take Smith and Rousseau as well. All right, so two final questions. Let's see if we can do this ultra-rapid fire here. First of all, on YouTube, Guatemala Mike wants to know, is there any chance that Justice Haynes might still flip from Bama back to the place that everybody thought he was going to go, which is Georgia, which I guess is not technically a flip because he wasn't committed. But you get the point nonetheless. Uh, is there any chance there's a late change of heart for a guy like Justice Haynes? Zero chance. And then how about when it comes to a Randy Glass's question at dognation.com, and this is one we kind of talked about before, but it continues to be relevant. Who is the priority for Georgia 2024 quarterback? Is it a guy like Julian Sayan out of California? That's a road Georgia's traveled down before. Or is it a guy like Jaden Davis out of the state of North Carolina who seems to bring a lot to the table? Davis or Sayan, uh, what is the people's choice here? Maybe more importantly, what is Georgia's choice and priority for 2024? I'll tell you, Brandon. I think it's the one that's ready to commit the earliest. Uh, Jaden Davis will not commit during his junior season. Uh, he will not. He wants to uh, get his process out a little bit further. I know this. Both players have been told that we're ready to take your commitment at any time. And if you commit to us, we will uh, drop our swords, we will drop our sabers, and we will be done with quarterback recruiting in the 2024 cycle. I know that's something that both young men are glad to hear. Uh, it sounds like Saiyan might be ready to make his decision October-ish. Uh, and that bodes well for George if he makes that decision in October. And then I'll just ask this to say goodbye to you here. Obviously, tomorrow is also a big day for Georgia on the field preparation of the 2022 season. A lot of former elite recruits making a name for themselves. Uh, what is kind of your sort of perspective on the team right now and what you're hoping to hear? A lot of lettermen are going to see this scrimmage tomorrow, so a lot of them will be you know, sharing uh, their eyewitness account of this. But what are you hoping and think that Georgia fans should be hoping to see from what's going to take place in Sanford Stadium tomorrow? This is going to be a scrimmage where a lot of the young guys, and that's what a lot of people's buzz is centered on, 
are these young guys are either going to reinforce or they're going to take a step forward that they're ready to be contributors. I look at the first month of the season, Brandon, and really it's kind of crucial for all the narratives that a guy like you deals with every day because you're really going to know who Georgia's backup quarterback is by the time Georgia has played Sanford and by the time that they've also played the other non-conference opponent uh, in, in the month of September as well. they got a game on September the 10th. they got a September on a game on September 28th. By that time, you're going to know what the pecking order looks like. You're going to know how good you feel about backup quarterback. And really, Brendan, I think this weekend is a figure it out in terms of is Malachi Starks ready? Is Andrew Paul capable of being getting early snaps in September for Georgia as well, especially if there's an injury situation? Is he maybe the number three or number four right there? Is he maybe the number three? Uh, where's Branson Robinson at? But the big name, Brandon, I think the one that folks should really wonder about right now over the next three or four weeks is, is, is Malachi Starks going to be? Yeah. I think he's been crash-coursed, and I think he's been expedited to see if Georgia can get him ready. But, Brandon, outside of uh, Dan Jackson and Lewis Seen, you've got David Daniel as well, really talented player out of the 2021 class. But aside from all that, Malachi Starks is going to be in line to really be, hey, let's see if this young man can do it. He's really talented. I've already had some good reports coming back on, A, hey, he's messing up, he's getting beat, he's getting burnt, he's getting exploited, but also, B, he's also making some plays and really flying around and coming down and showing a lot of athleticism and grit and making some big plays as well. I think Georgia's ready to live with a lot of Malachi Stark's mistakes because those are going to happen because they like the upside so much right there. That's a guy... You see Malachi Starks on the field a lot in that Oregon game. I think he's only going to get so much better as the season goes along. All right, Jeff, great stuff. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on Saturday. I guess we'll enjoy our weekends together because we'll be there for a Norcross Brookwood on Saturday inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll look forward to talking to you back here on the road, assisted by AAA very soon again on Dog Nation Daily. Thanks for your time. Yeah, guys, Peachtree TV, B.A. and Jeff in Mercedes-Benz calling a game. A Georgia commitment will be on the field I'm telling you, folks, we think we've got the best uh, game at the Corky Kell on Saturday at the Georgia, excuse me, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Certainly hope you guys can join us as well. Good stuff, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. Yeah, I would say mission accomplished in terms of getting some good recruiting information out there. That's what we wanted to do. I would say mission aborted in terms of ending the show at the time I wanted to. <laughs> I feel like that we're uh, running a little later than that right now. Uh, but nonetheless, it was good to get some recruiting information from Jefferson Talent. By the way, speaking of great information, also really good information when it comes to our friend from Royal Caribbean uh, Cruise Line. Had a great lunch yesterday with the folks from Royal Caribbean. They were actually in studio yesterday. That was a really fun thing to be able to do we love seeing joanne robin the whole team over there that was awesome and they've got some great things in store when it comes to the royal caribbean uh cruise ships and all the fun stuff in 2022 and 2023 that's awesome but also i want to introduce you to a new person there as well someone you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about in the days to come that's jessica slater a great travel agent working with a uh, dream vacations and jessica knows like royal caribbean like the back of your hand and uh, one of the things that uh, Robin, our good from Royal, friend from Royal Caribbean, has always kind of told me is like, hey, when it comes to getting the best experience from a great Royal Caribbean cruise vacation, having that great travel agent to help you know which ship to pick and which port to sail out of and maybe the right itineraries. Because what's kind of cool is, is 
like I'm the kind of guy that does a lot of the same things over and over again. I told you I love going to Perfect Day Coke. Okay, that's the private island right there in the Bahamas. And pretty much every cruise I go on is probably going to have a Perfect Day Coke Okay experience. But there are all kinds of other cool ports to visit there as well. And making the right choice there on that, leaning on someone who's been to all these places. I mean, Jessica's cruising all the time uh, and, and enjoying all that with her who can really give you all of like the inside about this is what's good for you. This is what's good for your family or whoever you're taking with you on a cruise vacation. That's what Jessica's going to help us out with. So I want you to get, take a look at this website. You can go directly to her. It's dreamvacations.com slash Slater. That's dreamvacations.com slash Slater. Jessica's a great gal. Had a great time with her yesterday, and she's going to have some really cool stuff, including the thing that probably matters to you more than anything, which is, hey, tell me when I can get a really good cruise deal, because that's what's cool, and Jessica's great about following all of that. So when there's big savings to be had on a great Royal Caribbean cruise vacation, Jessica's going to have you hooked up on that and we'll talk to you about that right here as we go cruise around the sec courtesy of royal caribbean and in the sec interesting news coming yesterday as dan mullen officially kind of announces his job he's gonna be working at espn and i think that mullen is going to end up being a lot like you know you know how like presidential candidates when like they're not running for president anymore all of a sudden they just sort of seem way more relaxed and way more comfortable you know they kind of make the late night tv circuit they used to go on what would have been jay leno or i guess now it'd be uh what's his name jimmy fallon you know they kind of do something like that they just don't seem nearly as sort of stiff and robotic as they were when they were running for president i sort of get the impression that's kind of what mullen is going to be for espn some of you even said going back to the college football playoff that you actually kind of liked his analysis on TV. It's hard for me to get past the Dan Mullen part of Dan Mullen, just to be completely frank. But some of you said that you sort of liked what he did on TV. So it would not surprise me if uh, Mullen's pretty good at this. I would guess, because he's young enough, that you know it's probably a short-term tenure for him on TV. He's probably going to coach again. But given the way it ended for him at Florida, I think you're sort of left to wonder, well, what kind of coaching job can he get next you know at one point in time he was sort of in mid-level sec coach before being a coach at a place like florida and given the way that it ended at florida and given just kind of the weirdness of dan mullen could he still be a coach at like a mid-level sec program for instance if mississippi state if that job were open again would they want to hire dan mullen i honestly don't know the answer to that but that could be an interesting sort of next step when it comes to dan mullen's career getting an answer to that question we just spent a good bit of time kind of talking about what's right and what's maybe not quite so right when it comes to Georgia recruiting. And we try to have kind of a nuanced conversation about that. Whereas, listen, there's still a lot that Georgia is doing very well when it comes to a recruiting standpoint. And there are still some kind of eyebrow raising things that have also happened in this 2023 cycle. You're able to kind of process more than one thing at one time. But here's one thing you should also process along the way with all of this too no matter how things may seem to be bad maybe in the given moment for george when it comes to recruiting at least it's not as bad here nor is it really ever but at least it's not as bad here as it is other places from time to time including florida state And i think we have this to show for you you know you've heard me say before that how you do anything is how you do everything and at florida state so they're sending out the official offers to recruits the same way that everybody is right now but if you're watching on video you'll notice they've spelled the word official wrong on the official roster header you know it's like in that kind of seminole style font there uh, with the garnet and the kind of gold trim around that but they've forgotten one of the eyes in official i guess there is no eye in official or there aren't two eyes in official if you come to, to the folks at florida state so a little bit of a blunder there when it comes to the seminoles they're kind of getting some grief for that and it kind of probably explains why they've had a hard time winning when it comes to big time recruits right now speaking of winning 
there are people who think Clemson's ready to do that in a big way again here in 2023, or I should say 2022. We were thinking about the 2023 cycle. It kind of got me uh, with that year on the brain. But we know that what held the Tigers back a year ago, breaking a long streak of playoff appearances, was struggles at quarterback for DJ Uyunglele. My gosh, how much has Dabo Swinney stood up to support him so far this offseason, including some uh, media comments yesterday as well. Like Dabo is a really big believer in Uwe Younglele right now, having a much better season this year than he had a year ago. Now, I told you the other day, I think one of the things you got to give Stetson Bennett some credit for is, in virtually everybody's mind, there is a gap between Georgia and Clemson. You see Clemson number four in every poll. You see Georgia number three. And as frustrating as sometimes we maybe get with the fact that everybody just sort of rubber stamps uh, Alabama and Ohio State ahead of UGA, Georgia is also rubber stamped ahead of Clemson there too. And you can say, well, that's because how great Georgia's defense was. The truth is Clemson's defense was very good a year ago there as well. And they bring back some of those pieces that were good for them defensively. So the perceived gap that exists in comparison to Georgia and Clemson really can't be related to defense because Clemson's also really good defensively. Now, they've lost you know coordinators, things like that, but Georgia lost coordinator. Like the one big difference that Georgia seems to have in comparison to Clemson, and the one reason why that Georgia has been kind of vouched for in a way that Clemson hasn't, we think points to quarterback. That Stetson Bennett, despite being a much lower-rated recruit than DJ Uyunglele, simply had a much better season. So if you want to kind of zero in on Bennett's value to Georgia, the perception of how Georgia compares to Clemson, I think, is evidence that you would kind of point to related to that. Now, you say, well, what if Dabo ends up being right about all these things he's saying about Uyunglele? Well, maybe at that point, all of this changes. But this is where I have to be very honest. As a Georgia fan, sometimes I get a little nervous when Kirby Smart starts praising somebody too much, especially a guy that struggled a little bit. I don't know why I do this. This is probably just my sort of weirdly wired brain. But if Smart gets too complimentary sometimes, I think he must be trying to really build up a guy's confidence. And I'm left to assume, gosh, if Kirby's patting him on the back that much, he must be really struggling to practice. He must really feel like he needs to get a boost. And that's dumb. That's probably not even the right way to look at stuff like that. But admittedly, I do think that way because we know that when a guy is doing pretty well, Kirby's always pretty quick to say, well, you got to get his weight under control or whatever thing he does to sort of tack on to a compliment. He never wants to compliment anybody too much. And sometimes when he starts getting effusive in praise, you start to wonder, oh, gosh, things must be really bad if Kirby's boosting him up this much. And there's a part of me that kind of looks at uh, Dabo talking about DJ that way. It's like if Dabo's spending the entire offseason just heaping praise on him, he must really feel the need to build up his confidence. So maybe we'll find out what that's all about as the season gets ready to get here. But nonetheless, that's been kind of interesting. And then finally, there, there's this. And some of y'all share this with me. Our uh, big cat from over at Barstool had some fun with this and everybody else. So CBS tweeted yesterday in honor of the new Big Ten media rights deal that's been signed that the game's going to be on Fox and NBC and CBS. And now you know what that means, that the longtime TV theme that we think of with the SEC moving now over to the Big Ten. CBS kind of tweeted that yesterday, and everybody's kind of fired up about that, about, you know, just um, – just how how awful it seems that the music that's been made famous by the SEC is now in the hands of the Big Ten. And Big Cat at Barstool, you know, he kind of took the idea of just how bad some of these Big Ten football games are, which is obviously very funny. And I've told you I'm a little worried about this. I'm an SEC homer. Don't pretend to be anything but that. I'm a huge SEC homer. I don't care about the money because the money doesn't end up in my pocket. So how much money the SEC gets paid for its TV rights deal is like the least interesting thing to me in the world. And how much money the Big Ten gets for its TV rights deal is the least interesting thing to me in the world because none of that money is landing in my pocket. Uh, so I'm not interested in that whatsoever. 
But in terms of the quality of fan experience, I just think the Big Ten's got better networks. I think NBC does a pretty good job of sports. Now, you can you know, have different opinions about other things related to NBC, but when it comes to sports, I think they do a pretty good job. I think they, they, they make Sunday Night Football feel big. Honestly, I think they do a pretty good job with Notre Dame football. They make that feel like a pretty big broadcast, and that's not always easy to do, you know, given the level of athlete that sometimes, you know, trolling around for the Irish on the field. Um, I think the Fox does a pretty good job. The, the big noon ratings for Fox, once again, I don't necessarily care about that, but just the overall feel of college football and Fox is pretty big. CBS, I think, does the SEC really well. The theme song is a part of that. And as we kind of move into an arms race, a cold war of sorts between the SEC and the Big Ten, who's making what money is of no concern to me. But who's got the better overall package around them? That does impact me as a fan, and I do think the Big Ten's got a better TV situation in place. And I think ESPN just simply has to step up its game. Now, there are some folks at ESPN we really like. Tom Hart, Cole Kubelik, Jordan Rogers, they do a good job in the SEC network. I'll, I'll call them out by name here. And there are others there as well. Uh, I think College Game Day is still a fine show. But overall, I think ESPN just got to step up its game. It's just got to feel bigger. It's got to stop feeling so cable And uh, it's got to compete with what the SEC is up against, which is a three-headed monster of networks, Fox, NBC, CBS, producing the Big Ten product. Money, take care of itself. And if it ends up in my wallet, then I'll start to talk about it. But until it does, that's somebody else's business. But the actual product we see on the field or we see, you know, on the TV screens, that's what matters. And I think the SEC is up against it a little bit with the uh, TV networks the Big Ten is partnered with for right now. We'll make that cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And here on Fridays, one of the things we love doing on Dog Nation Daily is celebrating the start of the weekend. Now, listen, I have no weekend this weekend. wouldn't want it any other way, but I'm working three games today, one game Saturday. So if I have any weekend whatsoever, it's not going to start till Sunday afternoon. That doesn't last very long, as you know. But a lot of you enjoying a great weekend. Of course, that's how we celebrate things here, wrapping it up on a week for us with the big finish presented by the Finish Long Drink and I always live vicariously through some of y'all who are always having such great fun and you're showing off yourself, whether it be in the mountains or on the lake or at the beach, the golf course, whatever else. And our uh, present uh, presentation here for the big finish, another example of that Ray Turner checking in from the beach. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, the radio, how about this? He's got the, uh, the the finished long drink can. He's got the traditional, the blue can with the grapefruit flavor. He's got the national champions koozie working there, the hand-stitched. I mean, that's good-looking stuff from Ray Turner. He says, get at your boy, B.A. Listen, I wish I was right there with him on the beach enjoying that. Look at that beautiful sky in the background. That's where I want to be pretty much every day. So if I had my way, I would be here for the studio for the show, for the games, and then other than that, I'd be sitting right there where Ray is, on a beach somewhere, on a uh, cruise ship somewhere, uh, enjoying some finished long drink. That is what I would be doing. So good stuff from Ray. Glad to see him having a good time. That's our big finish presented by the finished long drink. Now, also, for some of you this weekend, some of the fun for you also related to getting some bets down on some games, preseason football, Major League Baseball. Obviously, you bet the Braves the last few days you'd be looking pretty good with all of that. And you're getting ready for football season there as well. And that's where our friends at MyBookie come in on all of this. So Make sure you check out MyBookie online, the website, mybookie.ag. That's the website, mybookie.ag. 
and you can jump in there. You can get involved, be a part of that, and take advantage of a big first deposit bonus from our friends at MyBookie because for all new customers, MyBookie is offering a 100% match bonus on your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. That means is you put in 200 bucks, they're going to put in 200 bucks. You got 400 bucks in your account to kind of get things started. That's one of the things they're going to do to take care of you. Brand new customer. They want to show you a lot of hospitality when you get signed up with our friends at MyBookie. So whatever you want, point spreads, uh, money lines, you know, uh, futures type bets. You want a prop builder. They got a very special cool prop builder that'll give you a chance to have some fun related to all of that. So you can bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with our friends at MyBookie. Find them online, mybookie.ag for a lot more on that. All right, saying goodbye here today, and we'll do so in style with a great golden shoe. I had a couple of you send me this. I'm going to kind of give double credit here. Uh, our good buddy Dustin Kreider shared this with me, and our good friend Miriam Corbin did there as well. So the meme that's out there right now, it says free donuts. You see a nice picture of a nice glazed donut, which I would actually love to eat right now. And then the caption says, now that I've got your attention, I just want to remind you and everyone else that the Gators suck. And listen, that's good stuff. I appreciate Dustin sharing that with us. I appreciate Miriam Corbin sharing that with us. That's a really fun way to close out the week because it could not be more true. Uh, a donut, a great representation of the Florida Gators because they got nothing going on in the middle where it counts. And that's exactly the way it's always going to be. And it has been that way now 4,971 days since the lousy stinking Gators won a national championship. In 71 days from now, our Gatorator countdown, dogs back in Jacksonville, beating up on the Florida Gators once again. We will see you Monday, Dog Nation Daily, presented by Kroger. We'll look forward to talking to you then.